What do you got for us tonight, Joe? In this episode, we are going to be talking about some bizarre diseases you've probably never heard of. Some are going to sound made up, some too strange to be real, but I assure you they all are. So let's prepare to laugh, prepare to cringe, prepare to get the heebie-jeebies. Let's get into it. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the fate of heart dare not discuss. But three brave uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mandis. Welcome to Dawn of Mantis, true crime, mysteries, and more. Ivan, Joe, and Sam. Hey, Joe, you said before we ever got in here and started recording that you had a fun one for us tonight and we could make a lot of jokes. Yeah. And now I'm finding out it's about diseases. Yeah, about weird diseases, rare diseases. Okay, well, I mean, I we will have fun, but it's just funny that you said, hey, guys, <laughs> this one's going to be a fun one. <laughs> I mean, which you're not wrong, but it's funny that you are right. I was. And I know you are. I don't. I don't know how I know that, but I know that it's gonna. Yeah, I, it's gonna be one of the more fun ones because I'm not gonna be like, you know, this. That was the last time Amber was ever seen. Yeah, that's true. I get that. Her body was found four months later, decayed in the bottom of a lake. No, this that's one's true. just gonna be like, oh, this disease is weird as shit, and we can make fun. And a voice you've never used before, for the record, <laughs> when you just said that, <laughs> we've never done. I mean, we have been somber, and we've been kind of less excited and and yes kind of even killed on some things like that but you've never went with a you know dateline nbc narrator <laughs> voice no i don't think so yeah which that's not our thing no i don't take myself that seriously so is everyone doing all right first off doing good no rants raves grievances anything like that, that i'm we just want glad to, get? to be back in redbeard sound studios with my two best friends oh nice that's very nice me as as well as, as well as them i do have a short rant oh go ahead i'm ready do you know why, <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about tonight, but do you know why The Price is Right, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, uh, what's some old game shows, Match Game, uh, What's My Line? Jeopardy, you're talking about Jeopardy. just anything, yeah, yeah, Concentration. You know why those shows were so good? Why? Because when the person won, whoever ultimately won the show, when they won on that show, they just won, and they jumped up and down, and they played some music, like think about... Price is right. Or, I you gotcha, know, yeah. You know what yeah. didn't happen? What? When they won, all of a sudden, the person's jumping up and down in slow motion, and glitter comes down in slow motion, and you hear, this girl is on fire! This girl is on fire! Is that what's happening now? And everything's in slow motion. Yeah, man. Like uh, on newer game shows? America's Got Talent. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, Stuff so like that. It's just way slowing, overproduced. Slowing down the moment. I don't know. I wouldn't call America's Got Talent a game show. No, I wouldn't either, but doesn't that just make you mad? I just don't watch him. So you know, know he's right. Doesn't make me mad because I don't know about it. I don't know it exists. It's so overly produced. Yeah, he's he's right. Stylistically, that happens in a lot of these newer things. Yes. I don't like it. What I don't know about cannot make me mad. <laughs> That's why I like to just not know about anything. Listen, I have a wife and, a, and, and an 18-year-old daughter that will show me clips. Oh, look at this guy on America's Got Talent can play like, I don't know, he can play 
the Wizard of Oz theme on the flute through his ass or something. It's oh, always yeah. some weird shit where like they're competing for a residency in Las Vegas, and well, I'm like, who would go see that? At in least Las Vegas? they uh, they know that guy's demographic is <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, but whenever he wins the ultimate prize, I just want him to win, and it's over. That was good, Sam. Instead of Kenny G, it's Kenny A, right? Yes. <laughs> But no, instead, it's, it goes into slow motion, and the slow motion glitter falls, and it's, this is how legends are made. Oh, like, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know what It you're makes saying. me upset. Yeah. But no, I don't know why. It's just one of those things where you think to yourself, am I just a freak, or do other people get as pissed off about this as me? Because it's so overly produced. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't get mad about it, but I know what you're saying. It yeah. is it is kind of annoying that it just can't be what it is. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I don't it's know. It's got to be larger than life, yeah, you know? On, yeah. Come on. It's not that big a deal. No, I get what you're saying. Let's get real. I'm with you on it. So are we ready? We're ready. That What I just said was stupid and had nothing to do with anything, but it's just like, it's just one of those things. Hey, you got to get it off your chest. Yeah. And hey, 4174Mantis. Yeah. If you like it, love it. If you have something else like that, 4174Mantis. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone else out there as neurotic as me that feels that way about that show or, or those type of things, let us know. I, I want to know that I'm not alone. You can text it. You can call it. You can do whatever you want. So are we ready to get into this weird shit? Let's yeah. do some fun diseases. <laughs> Our first weird disease is ABS. ABS? I don't mean anti-lock brake system. Yeah, I Autom- think I know what you might be talking about. bowel syndrome. Mm, auto brewery syndrome. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought Sam was right. Did you? Where's yeah, so the bowel this? syndrome one. Yeah. But anyway, let's learn about this one. Well, this occurs in the bowels. Okay. This is a rare medical condition in which a person experiences intoxication from ethanol Produced within the body in a process called abnormal gut fermentation. Right? This occurs due to an overgrowth of specific types of fungus in the small intestine. Other than, so basically, your stomach creates alcohol and you become drunk from that alcohol. Auto brewery syndrome. That's what happened to Aunt Diane. That's what I was about to say. Someone right? on, yes, someone on our, what was it? It was either Instagram or Facebook mentioned, hey, have you considered auto brewery syndrome with Diane Schuler with that case? Which I'm sure you have something about there, like the rare, like how rare that is. It's incredibly rare. You yeah. can't just say that's what happened. Like you have to say like that could have been what happened to Aunt Diane. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's what I should have said. Yeah. Aunt Diane Here. had an empty bottle of absolute vodka by her. Yeah. <laughs> just to mention that. Yeah, that could have been the reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane, and it could be ABS. That's, That's right. right. But it's not. No. Or no, it wasn't. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Yeah. Other than feeling drunk, symptoms can include sugar cravings, fatigue, nasal discharge for some reason, aches, pains, and bloating. Well, I have that every day. <laughs> but you don't, you're not drunk, though. You know... <laughs> Not always nasal discharge, but <laughs> it seems to me pretty much normal. It seems to me some chemists could come up with a pill like you take one little pill and you're and it makes that system in you and you're drunk at a fraction of the cost. You that's know? that's true, but not well, that it's the best idea ever. Give me one minute, hold on. Wait, wait for the beep. Listen. So listen. For as a joke, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can keep it in because I often drink beer and different forms of alcohol while we're and doing. I don't. While we're no, no, I'm the only one in here that does it, and I'm fine with that. While we're doing the podcast, sometimes I'll have a little drinky poo, right? And so, as a joke, 
<laughs> Ivan bought Sam a breathalyzer, right, for me to use. Because Sam sometimes, you know, he rolls his eyes. Joey's doing it again. So as we were talking about that, this auto brewery syndrome seemed like a perfect opportunity. I blew into this breathalyzer and the legal limit is 0.08. And this breathalyzer is telling me I'm at a 1.0. So if this is correct. Which we read online that it's probably not. No. Sadly, it's a little novelty thing. Mixed reviews. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's given us a number. So maybe we can figure out a way to calibrate it. or something. I guess. Yeah. But one as opposed to 0.08 is like what 10 how many 11 12 times over the legal limit there's no way that's that's accurate yeah no there's i don't think you would speak so well you know that youtube channel i was telling you about the save it for parts he he'll just buy some consumer electronic and try to figure out a hack into it and find the source code really so to me it's like that just needs like tweaks some okay so okay. i don't know how you would even do that but this either. guy figures it out that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is crazy. That's a good channel, by the way. It is an awesome. What was it Save again? it for parts. Save it's it a, for it's parts. A, this guy gets random technology and does random stuff with it. Might track satellites, but then one day he might be making a motion sensor out of a, you know, something. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I love stuff like that. Just before I came to the podcast, we went up to the barn where we have a bunch of stuff stored and my daughter found an old RC car that she had. Oh, my, yeah. My six-year-old found this. And it's uh, one that does all these kind of crazy flips and stuff. I don't know why we stuck it up in the barn in storage, but I took it out and I was like, well, I'll put new batteries in it so you can play with it. Well, come to find out, it has this little rechargeable battery that just plugs in. Oh, that's cool. So I don't know where the, you know, the AC adapter is to recharge it. Mm -hmm. So I just cut the two wires and it's, it was like a little, like a double A size rechargeable battery. Yeah. I cut the wires off of it and I get a new nine volt battery. Yeah. And stick in there and wire to it and tape it up. Holy shit. <laughs> this thing is bananas. It's probably more than it oh, probably was designed for. Way more. It yeah. goes like four times faster than yeah. it ever did just because I modified it. And yeah, stuff. that's but awesome. It was super cool. And yeah. she was so amazed. She was sitting there watching me and I was explaining to her the, the negative and the positive. Yeah, that's fun stuff. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. Stuff like that's awesome. A little tinkering. That's awesome. So back to this weird ass disease, ABS. Remember that? Mm -hmm. It's really rare, and based off what I found, there have either been just 100 cases ever reported or about 100 per year worldwide, if that makes any sense. I couldn't tell. The language was strange. So it's either way, it's really super rare. Yeah, yeah either, either way. It, even if it's 100 year-round, you know, worldwide, that's still very rare. Yes. So either one of those is, is pretty crazy. And as far as treatment is concerned, the only thing that seems to work is a heavy regimen of antibacterial medication coupled with a very specific diet, high in proteins and low in carbohydrates. You know what I would bet? I bet some guy that has that or some person that has that could like, in a, and if you're eating right now, stop listening because I'm about to say this. <laughs> or listen and stop eating. That's true. I bet they would have a guy that could throw up into something and market it as some kind of special way to brew an alcoholic drink or whatever. And I bet people, like, I bet it'd be super high-end and people would do it. Ew, that's so gross. Yeah. But you're probably right. Yeah. Because I was watching this show on Not Geo where these people in, like, very northern Alaska would put a seal flipper under the house in a bucket and let it set for a long time. And then they would get it out and it was, like, rancid and they would eat it. And it was, like, a delicacy. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Speaking negatively, I'm just saying that exists. Yeah. Because, I mean, cheese, if you think about Why it. Why are you whispering? <laughs> cheese. <laughs> cheese is cheese. If you think about cheese before it's sawed out of the block of 
mold. I mean, it's pretty nasty itself. Also, cottage cheese. I'm going to boost all that up just so all the listeners can actually hear what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, who was the first to put a, a seal flipper under the house and be like, hey, we're going to wait till then? Yeah. Blow into that thing again. I think it went up. <laughs> wait until it's rancid and then we're going to eat it. And also, yeah, all you have to do is hold it up and say, wow. Yeah. Who was the first to take a block of cheese? Like, oh, this big yellow chunk of moldy that smells like a thousand farts in a bag. Yeah. Let's, let's carve a piece off of it. And it's going to be a delicacy. Yeah. Because it's cheese. Who was the first that did that? Yeah. You know? It's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't. But some, I'm glad somebody did. I love a good cheese pizza. I do too. <laughs> I love just a good block of cheese. Yeah, me too. Extra sharp cheddar. It's what I like. Continue. As you can imagine... Having an ultra rare disease that makes you drunk without consuming alcohol. Alcohol, sir. <laughs> hey, today was a perfect day to bring that thing. Look at this. That Look at or, or it wasn't because this is what it's caused. One or the other, Ivan. It may be accurate. Maybe 100% accurate. It might be. As you can imagine, having an ultra rare disease that makes you drunk without consuming alcohol may be a hard pill to swallow for those around you. And it could very well wreck your life. Check out this story I found. Wrecking mine. <laughs> it might wreck an hour or two. Come on, not your life. One perfect example is a high school teacher named Mark Mangiardo. Okay? Okay. In 2006, Mark was employed at a high school in New Jersey. But he was eventually forced to leave after several fellow teachers filed complaints that Mark smelled like booze all the time. By the way, he didn't drink, right? Yeah. What's going on, Mark? He swore up and down he was never drunk and did not drink alcohol, at least not during school, maybe sometimes on the weekends, but it was no use. He was let go. From there, Mark began teaching at a school in upstate New York, but got into trouble again. While Mark was driving one day, he was pulled over because his car matched a vehicle reported in connection with a crime. It was quickly discovered that Mark, uh, you know, neither Mark nor his car were involved in this crime, but during that stop, the police officer noticed a smell of alcohol on Mark. So Mark denied having drunk any alcohol, but when he was administered the test, the result was 0.18, over twice the legal limit. And if this thing is right, I'm like, four times that. <laughs> so how low is the legal limit? I can drive. Let's go to my car right now. I'll show you. I can drive. I'm just kidding. All right, Dad. I'm going to need your keys. <laughs> so yeah, Mark's like, I did not drink any alcohol. Well, the officer's like, and if I was the officer, I would believe that. I, sure. I, okay, yeah. buddy, it's a point one eight. I don't care what you say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now someone's going to hear this and they're going to use it. <laughs> oh, you need to go back to episode whatever, whatever, and, and listen to these guys. They explain it all. I got auto brewery syndrome, officer. I, don't use us. I'd point them to the Wikipedia. Yeah. It'd be faster to get to the facts. Maybe not us. Hey, well, maybe not. Take an hour and a half to listen to this podcast, officer. Well, it's quick. the beginning still. It's the first 15 minutes. <laughs> That's true. So. so, yeah, there you go. But, you know, regardless, Mark was charged with a DWI and he lost his teaching job again. Then the following year, he was pulled over for using his cell phone while driving. And again, the officer smelled alcohol and he administered a test. And again, Mark was declared legally drunk and charged with a second DWI. Wow. And, you know, whenever they were like, well, I'm going to administer a breast <laughs> yeah. right? he's just going to be like, ah, here we go here again. Here we go again. Right. Man, feel bad for this guy. So jobless, his reputation shot, and facing jail time, Mark desperately began to search for answers, and he discovered auto brewery syndrome. 
He was tested and found to be one of the very few people afflicted with the disease. And based on that, his DWIs were dropped and his record was cleared. My question is, though, are they only doing a breathalyzer on him? I believe so. So he wouldn't get to do the rest of the field sobriety test and prove like he would have been fine though, like, right? <laughs> yeah, he's better off to deny it and then get hauled in for the blood test part, right? Is that what you're I saying? I don't know. I don't know either. Because, you know, usually they do... Oh, is this blood? Field sobriety yeah, where you have to yeah, walk yeah, the yeah. line, do all the things. Yeah. But this sounds like he's just doing breathalyzer and that, that sucks. That's all I found. Because I'd be like, hey, look what I can do and do all the things. <laughs> you're like, see, I'm good. But then the cop would have been like, oh, well, you're just a functioning alcoholic. Right? <laughs> you're drunk, but you can still perform everyday tasks. Oh, you're good. You may Too be drunk, good. but you can still do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try. <laughs> we didn't wire it to his mic to where he's got a blow in it. And if it doesn't clear, the mic, his mic doesn't even that's come on. Right. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> we look over there, there's a red light. It's like, oh no, Joe's out for a while. Gonna be fun. <laughs> so I also found another story of an unidentified 46 year old truck driver who wrecked his big rig in 2014, and spilled 11,000 salmon on the freeway. Oh, no. What? Yeah. I got no puns for that. There's going to be something. with ABS also? Yeah. At the scene, he was tested. You know, he blew into the breathalyzer, and he was well over the legal limit, despite his insistence that he had not been drinking. The trucker also discovered auto brewery syndrome, and after some tests, discovered he had the disease as well, just as uh, Mark Mangiardo. What does that have to do with him Filling salmon all over the freeway. Well, you know, he was, I guess it was like a, a, a reckless driving case or something. They were like, how'd you wreck? So this is a coincidence. And I think a lot of times, like, there was one time, not the job I have now, but this was like 20 years ago at a different job. It was icy, and I wrecked my work truck at work, and I had to take a pee test, a drug test, just because I wrecked, no matter what. Even though it was icy and very obvious well, that... Well, current events, what about that fire truck that... Did a whole 360 in the middle of the icy street in Missouri that everybody's showing on oh, TikTok yeah, I saw and that. everything. And then the slid off in that person's yard. Yeah. 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 They have to take a breathalyzer? Maybe so. I think it's a I think it's a rule. Well, maybe yeah. not because they didn't actually wreck, did they? No. Somehow they didn't. Right. But I actually hit a tree and I was going like 25 and it just kind of buckled in the bumper and the grill. But it was a wreck, technically. So I had to go take a pee test. Huh. And obviously, I was clear, and it was icy. I mean, duh, why, why direct? Oh, Jesus Christ, it's slick and icy. But it didn't matter because for work purposes and insurance and all that shit, I had to go take a, a pee test. So maybe this guy was the same thing when he wrecked and spilled 11,000 salmon. He had to take a, a pee test or a breathalyzer. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, this guy, at the same time, uh, just like Mark Mangiardo, or whatever the guy's name was, he was able to prove that he had this auto brewery syndrome and uh, he he had the charges dropped. So, but I imagine, like, even if you proved that you had the syndrome, wouldn't your company be like, okay, so we we're not going to like fine you, and you're you're not going to be thrown in jail for this, maybe? But you can't drive for us anymore. Yeah, because you're going to fail every test ever. Yeah. Yes. So every how could you drive? Ever. I'm not sure why I did that. But. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, the future doesn't look bright. No. And it could have been because he was impaired from being drunk. Sure. Off, off of his own gut fermentation. That's what's crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy one. So, yeah, that's it. That's it on the ABS. Okay. This next disease does not have initials, so we don't get to play that game. Okay. But it is called uh, pica. Pica. That's the next one, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, so. and listen, disclaimer, some of these are diseases, some of these are like disorders, syndromes. Okay. 
You know. Yeah, I got you. We're lo- we're using the word diseases loosely. Yeah, I got you. So people with pica have the uncontrollable urge to eat things that offer no nutritional value. Uh oh, like kind of like goats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe Our- goats have pica. <laughs> Yeah, or good to see chicken curtains. <laughs> it's not good. I never thought about that. Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the most common things eaten by pica sufferers are dirt, clay, fabric, paper, ash, chalk, hair, charcoal, eggshells, ice, and guys, even poop. Oh man, I have it. Not because of the poop one, because <laughs> the ice one. I love to eat ice, especially that Sonic ice. But wait a second. Would ice be in there? I mean, you benefit. I mean, it's frozen water. That's true. It's still but, I mean, hydration. But you're not getting nutritional value. So you're eating something that you're not getting nutritional. So, yeah, yeah okay, that fits. That yeah. checks out. Yeah. Ice was listed on like everything. Yeah, no, I got, yeah, that makes sense. Like eating ice. I, I, I'm craving ice. Yeah. So, yeah, that doesn't do anything for you. I mean, it probably helps you in some way, but not nutritionally, right? Yeah. Imagine craving poop. Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, oh. man. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> poop and ice, man. It's like a, it's like a poop milkshake. That's something. <laughs> like a poopsicle. You hope you don't have both of those. <laughs> the treatment... <laughs> you got something else? No, nothing. The treatment varies from person to person for this because pica, it has several different causes. Okay. For some, the unusual cravings are caused by a deficiency of certain minerals in the body. I've heard of that. Uh-huh. I've read... Iron deficiency will make you want to eat ice. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I read that I as well. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've always heard it. Well, for others like pregnant women, uh, it is caused when their bodies suddenly begin craving new or different minerals. Okay. When I read that, it, it sparked a memory. My mom a long time ago told me that when she was pregnant with me, uh, this may say something about me and how I turned out, she craved dirt. Okay. She said she could be in a parking lot of a grocery store and like she would be walking by a truck or something, you know, from a dirt road that had dirt all over it. And she would lick her finger and just kind of run it down the truck a little ways and then lick, and then lick that off her finger. Really? She craved dirt. Yeah. So wow. that was, I think, her body craving some sort of mineral or something. Yeah. dirt. I mean, dirt has a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's why I got it. I mean, mind. if you're out there and <laughs> you're stupid, stupid. That's stupid. That's no. stupid. <laughs> if you're out there and you have it, I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm just saying that's crazy that I, that exists, and I'm sorry that you crave dirt. But <laughs> dirt's cheap. Dirt's cheap, right? I mean, it, I mean, it's not like craving the, uh, you know, whatever those chocolates are that are real expensive. Giardolleri, Giardolleros, or God damn it, we eat those all these or whatever. What are they? Gear delis. Oh, yeah. Gear. Yeah, I couldn't start with the first It was cinnamon. funny hearing y'all try, though. <laughs> gear deli. Yeah, yeah they're, in right. the, they're, they're in the little, like, gold wrapping. It's yeah. very good, by the way. Well, some are different colors, depending on what kind you get. That's true. Whether yeah. it be dark chocolate or... Orange cream. Yeah. I think gold has arm, almonds in it. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Sea salt, caramel, or yeah. whatever, yeah. Dark yeah. chocolate is the one I like. But the pica, you know, being experienced by women that are pregnant, that makes perfect sense because... What, what do you love it? I was just thinking Ivan's <laughs> chocolate's looking for uh, Al Capone's vault. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it did kind of come out like Geraldo, didn't it? It was a little close. <laughs> Geraldo's. Geraldo. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just couldn't get it because it, it's ghee, not G. And as he's saying yeah. this, Ivan's eating chocolate-covered almonds. I just yes. want to throw that out there. Yes. I'll move but, the uh, microwave when I do my crunch. Pregnant women do, they'll crave really weird things. Like my first job ever was at McDonald's and there was this one woman that came through for several months and what she ordered was an ice cream cone and she wanted me to pour pickle juice on it. I was about to say probably something with pickles. Yes. That was every day this girl would come through and she would want me to pour pickle juice on an ice cream. Can you do that? It's so weird. I think pickles and pregnancy kind of go together, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Some reason, I don't know why, but I hear that a lot. Yeah. Well, so my first wife, when she was pregnant with our daughter, Lexi, that girl ate Cheetos. Dudes, she ate like two bags, like family-sized bags of Cheetos per day. She ate so many Cheetos. We were all joking that our kid was going to be born orange. You What's know what I mean? weird about that? <laughs> I do that now. <laughs> puffs are the crunchy ones. What do you guys like? You know what I'm talking about? Puffs. Yeah. The super, and then you got the ones that are yeah. like kind of... Hers was the Puffs. Yeah. I don't like those. I like the crunchy bag. Yeah, me too. I like them both about the same, dude. I'll Come actually on. make a bowl of chili and put the crunchy Cheetos in. And I've st- done and that. Instead of putting the shredded cheese in, just do Cheetos. <laughs> I've done that. And then you don't need crackers either. No, you don't. Yeah, That's both. good. You can put the flaming Hot ones in there too. I don't, I don't do hot stuff. I don't do yeah, hot it's good. You got to eat it quick though or else the Cheetos get soggy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you got to eat it while it sells that crunch. I've done that same thing. That's so funny. I thought I was the only one. But after all that, right? Like my my first wife eats all these Cheetos. Our kid is born. And then it's like a couple years later, maybe three years later, I'm with... come out with spots and sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't easy being We cheesy. named her Chester. Lexi's middle name is Chester. <laughs> but like a few years later, my uh, current wife and I are like planning for a little get together. So we have this gigantic bowl, this like huge bowl on the kitchen table. And it takes like three bags of Cheetos to fill it up, the mm-hmm. puffs. We fill that up, and this was back when I smoked. So we go out on the front porch, and we're smoking a cigarette. And my daughter, who was like two or three at the time, she climbs up on the the kitchen table, and she's just double-fisting these Cheetos. She's eating these Cheetos, and it's, her whole face is orange. She looks like a little baby Donald Trump in there, just, <laughs> wow, wow, just shoveling these Cheetos down. And we went inside, and she stopped. And I was like, Alexis Joe, what are you doing? And she was just like, I like Cheetos. Yeah. It's in my blood. It's like a joke to this day, the I like Cheetos line. So, yeah, it made so much sense because I was like, well, yeah, I guess half of your DNA is made up from Cheetos, so it makes sense. Just to talk about that just for a minute, at least that Chester Cheetah, at least he was able to eat those things. What they did that rabbit was a, that tricks rabbit was a damn shame. That's bullshit. Like, you could never have any of that stuff. That made me mad when I was a kid. I would really get mad watching those commercials. Like, silly rabbit tricks... Your rabbit can't have a bowl of cereal? He, he's the mascot! Sam, does Brian give your rabbits any tricks? I hope he does. <laughs> of course, they're not craving them like that rabbit was. But listen, I'm telling you, it's a commercial, and you can take it lightly and just not think about it, but that rabbit can have some of those Well, you know, tricks. but maybe Lucky, the leprechaun, it was those same kids that wouldn't give the tricks rabbit the tricks uh, well, that he wouldn't give yeah. the Lucky Charms to. So there's a whole that they had to build tension into those. They had to make someone a bad guy, right? They're always after me, Lucky Charms. They are. <laughs> Why couldn't he share? Those things are good, especially the marshmallows. Maybe he was just getting back to those kids for not letting the rabbit. Have That's what drink. he should have said. He should have said, "What about that rabbit? They're giving him the tricks. So I'm not going to give you Lucky Charms." You're right. We figured it out. Wow, we figured it out. This goes deep. 
It does. I'm telling you. I had a huge problem with it. It's like a breakfast cereal conspiracy. <laughs> and Captain Crunch, I think he shared, but he was afraid of those soggies. <laughs> Remember those guys? They're the things that would make your cereal soggy. They were like soggy monsters. If they only had Clark Griswold, who developed the... <laughs> Remember oh, that's the answer? Right. The stuff that coated the, the cereal var is a varnish for the cereal that would that's kept right. it from getting soggy. Have a report for me at the Griswold. I'd like to mention it. I've got a report. What did he call him? He didn't call him Clark. He called him something else, the boss. Grease, Greaseman or Griswold. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, what I can't remember. That was the mailman. Oh, yeah. The, Griseman? A letter for Clark W. Griseman. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, yeah. Between, between the scenes. scenes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Every five episodes, we bring up that movie. Probably. We do. <laughs> okay. Sorry about my cereal thing, but I've always had a problem with it. No. Ivan, it was epic. This is where we air things out. That's right. Exactly. This is a safe space. You know, there are, yeah. there's someone listening somewhere that was like, I knew it. You know, that's been thinking about that for years. And we just. Except yeah. for when Joe airs out things that we don't like that don't smell good. This is, then, it's, <laughs> then it's not a safe space. I haven't done that in a while. Who air those things out. He makes defense. it not a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> I have farted into this microphone that I'm talking into. Well, and that's why it's your microphone. That's, that's why it. it's mine. That's it. It's just mine. Nobody else's. You just bought it. Yep. And Sam cuts those parts out of the podcast. So for your sake. Yeah. Anyway, because of the different causes for, <laughs> for this, for PICA, the treatments uh, vary from mental evaluations and therapy to different vitamin and mineral supplements. By the way, a lot of PICA sufferers are on the autism spectrum. Okay. I noticed yeah. that as well. The most extreme case of pica I found was the case of a severely autistic girl named Kayla. Her pica was so severe, is so severe because she's still around. She eats whole objects like ballpoint pens, nails, large rocks, crayons, and even batteries. Wow. How, yeah, okay. Yeah, you would have to buy that big pack at Sam's like you buy. <laughs> if you had her around. Dang. <laughs> The big double A, triple A pack at Members Mark. We talked about that for the episode. <laughs> but how is how does that even work though? Because the battery essence of how is she not dead? Well, she has to be taken to the emergency room. Oh, and they yeah. I've got a little bit more on the story. She would also break glass and pottery items and try to swallow those pieces. Kayla's family made so many trips to the ER that they eventually had to begin monitoring her round the clock. And I I highly suggest that everybody read this article. If you want to know all of Kayla's story, it's on the National Council on Severe Autism website in a blog posted by her mother on April 20th, 2020, titled, My Autistic Daughter Swallowed Ballpoint Pins, A Story of Severe Pica. Yeah, man. I feel bad for saying anything that I said, but I feel bad for that family. Yes. Uh, that I read the whole article. That the, It's the mother who writes it. It is incredible. Yeah. Uh, the, the cases that... Uh, it's just wild, yeah. Yeah, I, I recommend anybody read it. Pica, Pica, yeah, P I C A H. Never heard no tell of that. <laughs> P I C A H, Pica. All right, you ready to cover the next one? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's get it. Our next bizarre disease is not actually a disease, but more of a condition that can be caused by other medical problems, and it's called Cotter's syndrome. Cotter's. Cotter's, C-O-T-A-R-D-S, but it's more commonly known as walking corpse syndrome. Oh, ooh, that sounds badass, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds like the walking dead. Walking corpse syndrome. 
This is when a person believes a physical part of them is missing or that they are dead or that they don't even exist. Wow. Yeah. Even when shown evidence to the contrary, they continue to believe in these delusions. Obviously, this is a mental condition, and most people who suffer from it also have a history of substance abuse, schizophrenia, depression, or various mental health issues. So are you going to say they think they're a ghost? Yeah, yeah. That was exactly how it was, was mentioned, yeah. Yeah. Just to put yourself there, if you thought that and you couldn't quit thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the nightmare of that? It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. They like to to be convinced that you don't even exist. There was that episode when Cartman ate all the chicken skins. <laughs> Off the KFC and he chicken? thought he was a ghost. That's when the, yeah, they kicked him out of the friend group for a while. Yeah. <laughs> they were carrying out the toilet and he didn't know it was like plumbers. <laughs> Looks like this one. Got too much chicken skin. Couldn't handle it. Isn't that when they went to Casa Benita? Yeah. Casa Benita, yeah. And then they got chicken on the way back. And oh my God. I love that you worked that into the episode. Yeah, but you know, man, imagine. So one thing I don't really like is that little prank that was going around where they made the kid think that they're invisible. You know, they did the magic trick. Have you seen those? Yeah, that's not cool. I don't think that's cool. No. And I'm not trying to be a Karen or a snowflake or whatever people throw. You're being woke. I just don't want to do anything that can get in your head for a while. You yeah. know, if you get a four-year-old that thinks they're invisible and they can't be cured, I mean, that's kind of a big deal to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's another episode of South Park where Cartman believes he is invisible. Uh, Remember, there's like that festival and he's on the stage. He's butt naked. There. And he's like sidestepping across the stage because he doesn't believe anyone can see him. <laughs> They've been on so long. It's like the Simpsons. They've done everything. That's true. Yeah. The- that's amazing. I forgot all about that. So this condition has manifested in uh, people after se- uh, severe brain injuries as well. Yeah. Other than the other causes that I just that read. Sure. Yeah. So it's obviously some kind of mental condition. Uh, it also seems to be more prevalent in those who are in their mid-50s for some reason. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's, that's right around the bend. No You're, shit. You guys ready to be invisible? <laughs> I'd love it. Some of the uh, symptoms include antisocial behavior. Well, that's already us. Uh, refusal to eat, that's definitely not us. Due to the person's belief that they are either dead or don't exist, they believe they don't require food. So a lot of, in a lot of these cases, the people will not eat. Yeah, what's the point? Right. Other even stranger symptoms are delusions of immortality, becoming speechless, insensitivity to pain, and hearing voices telling the person they are dead. And I imagine that probably is more associated with uh, schizophrenic cases. Yeah, you don't want to show that person Highlander. Because they're like, I'm one of them. (laughs) Oh, no, no. I mean, someone's going to come and decapitate me. I didn't think about Highlander at all. It can only be one. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) One of the most documented cases of walking corpse syndrome occurred in 2008 when a 53-year-old woman insisted on being taken to the hospital morgue because she was convinced she was dead. So she called 911, and she basically told the people, I'm dead. So I need to be taken to the morgue. Yeah. You're wasting your time with the ambulance. Yeah. Send the hearse. Too late. Yeah. She also insisted that she smelled like rotting fish because she was already beginning to decay. So far, there have only been about 200 verified cases of walking corpse syndrome ever. So that's very rare, right? And as far as treatment, like we said at the outset, the condition is more of a symptom of other various medical issues. So its treatment varies from medications like antidepressants and antipsychotics 
uh, to behavioral therapy and even electroconvulsive therapy, which is when uh, small electric currents are sent through the brain to change its chemistry, which sounds a lot like electroshock therapy to me. Yeah, just a milder version. Yeah. Shock them till they wake up or some of that kind of thing. Yeah. Another reason you don't want any of those things. Like, well, <laughs> one, one idea is to shock you. Let's shock them and then perform a lobotomy. <laughs> I'm sure everything will be cleared up after that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there were results, but those results are scary. Yeah. I didn't know about that one either. Cool. Corpse syndrome. Well, I bet you're not going to know about this next one. Probably not. This is one that has uh, initials. Okay. All right. Sam, you ready? P-S-A-S or P-S-A-S. 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 Try it. What do you got, guys? I can't wait. I see Sam's gears turning. <laughs> P-S-A-S. Do you want me to give you like one of the words? No. Well, syndrome's got to be one. Yeah, that, syndrome yeah, is the last a, word. Yeah, this. So basically, oh, PSA, PSA is what you're trying to, to guess. PSA. People that like doing public service announcements. No. <laughs> public service <laughs> announcement syndrome? <laughs> I have something to say. <laughs> That's awesome. My wife sent me to aisle four to find the fish, the frozen fish, and I can't find it. Ivan? I was going to say post. Post. Suicidal, I don't know. Effect syndrome. Okay, so that's your guess, I and yours know. is public service announcements. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Mine's so dumb. The actual <laughs> thing I'm talking about is, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this if you want to or not, persistent sexual arousal syndrome. Oh, no. <laughs> that's not good. It's also known as persistent general arousal disorder. So, pagad, right? <laughs> pagad, pagad. I got pagad. This condition is pretty self-explanatory, but I'm going to explain it anyway. PSAS sufferers live their lives constantly on the razor's edge of orgasm. Oh, man. Right, so you know when you're, you're getting down with your partner or you're by yourself or whatever's going on. I don't know what's happening in your lives out there. I just... <laughs> we don't dare to speculate. We don't speculate. You do whatever you need to do. But uh, whatever it is that you do, when, when you're just on the verge of uh, ecstasy, as we'll call it, right? You know. I, have, I really have something to say about this. Well, what is it? So it's an uh, audio book I was listening to one time called Rabid. Uh-huh. And it was about humans getting rabies. Really? There is a subset of that population that would have this thing to the point where... And it was like nightmarish. And where beca- they, this was through a result of the rabies? Yes. What? Yes. I mean, I don't know if it affects animals. I mean, not that we're not animals, but other animals, the same. But with humans, this is one of the things. And there were people that were like begging doctors to give them like sedatives and high-powered narcotics <sighs> so they would not have this. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we, we could joke about it, but man, can you imagine? Right. That's crazy. Right. At first, everyone wants to be like, oh, where can I get that condition? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, it's not. Well, surely somebody thought that about the first one, too, the, the brewery one. You True. Know? They were like, oh, it'd be a cheap way, you know? <laughs> yeah. And Ivan made the joke about that. But yeah. yeah, yeah, there's always somebody that, like, I want that. Yeah. So just imagine, yeah, imagine almost every minute of every day, you're highly aroused and on the verge, right, of completion, as we'll call it, right on the brink. Now, like I said, it sounds fun, maybe at first. It's not. 
The condition can cause physical pain, anxiety, depression, insomnia, panic attacks, and an inability to carry out everyday tasks due to a lack of concentration. Right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people have committed suicide that had had this thing. That's good foreshadowing because we're going to cover the case of a woman who did, Ivan, Mm. because of this. And speaking of women, it mainly affects women for some reason. Yeah. Okay. By a large percentage, it's more women that have this than men. So, yes, this chronic case that Ivan foreshadowed of of this uh, disease is Gretchen Molanid. Okay. At 23, she began to experience an intense feeling of arousal that never went away. Her case was so severe that it ruined her life. The only relief was hours of self-pleasure, which not really, it's not really the proper term considering Gretchen grew to despise the sensation of orgasm. No sooner had she gone, you know, through one of those than the feeling of almost having one would return immediately within minutes. So that does, that sounds like your own personal hell. So, yeah. I'm just relating it to like when you get a stomach virus and like you get that feeling like you're very sick, but then you throw up and you feel better for just a little bit. Yeah. So I'm sure it was very similar to that. Well, not very, but could have been somewhat similar. And then it comes right back, the old urge to... Yeah. Yeah. Man, these are crazy. Well, she wrestled with this condition for 16 years until she eventually sought permanent relief in the only way she could think of. She committed suicide at age 39. So she literally, she killed herself. Over this. Did you uh, find where, it, how it can be treated now? I'm sure there's some way well, to treat it. Well, yeah, now. I'm glad you said that. There's one man who's made great Sorry. strides in understanding. No, that was good. What? I thought there was not going to be any death in this episode. Oh. Oh, well. Well, yeah. did you, did he say murder though? No, no one was murdered. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Lies. That's Lies, a bummer. Joe. That's a real bummer, that part right there. But other than that, it's going to be a blast. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, I didn't okay. mean to interrupt any of that. No, I mean, it'd be hard to remember, but yeah, what we're going to say about the meds, very good point. Well, Sam. there's a doctor who's made great strides in understanding this condition. The guy's name is Dr. Barry Kamisaruk, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's a professor of psychology at Rutgers University. He is renowned as a sexual medicine researcher. Okay. He sought out a support group of women with this disorder. After obtaining MRIs from 18 women in the support group, he saw that 12 of them had a Tarlov cyst. This is located on the sacral portion at the bottom of the spine. So I did the math. This means 67% of these people that suffer from this condition, the women, also had a Tarlov cyst. While in the general population, only about 1.2 to 9% of people have a Tarlov cyst. So far more in the group suffering from this condition. Sure. Yeah. So uh, also some women who did not have cysts appeared to have vertebrae pressing against nerves on the spinal cord, which may have also... So basically what he surmised was there was something to do with the nerves in the spinal cord, especially at the bottom part there, either through this Tarlov cyst or, uh, you know, whatever condition would be pressing on those nerves that probably contributed to... Uh, this persistent sexual, uh, whatever, whatever we called it. Yeah. Public service announcement disorder. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. PSA. As for treatment, the easiest way to relieve persistent sexual arousal syndrome. Well, it's pretty obvious. If you, if you feel like you're about to orgasm, you orgasm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that yes. only works for, in severe cases, only a few minutes, a lot of cases, only a few hours. And then the condition is back. So it's just a very temporary thing. Uh, It's also been found that PSAS goes away when people stop taking medications containing herbal estrogen. 
So that may have something to do with it. Like I said, this is not completely understood. Okay. So still being yeah. studied. I do want to say something that reminded me of this when I was doing this research. Do you guys remember like mid to early 90s Saturday Night Live, Rob Schneider, he had a character called the Orgasm Guy. Do <laughs> yeah. you remember that? I do remember that. Sam, do you remember that? I didn't until you mentioned it. I forgot all about that character. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he was constantly on the verge. Yeah. And uh, I remember one episode, uh, they did a skit where he was like at a party in an apartment. And like anytime someone touched his shoulder or said a certain thing, he was just like, and he, he, <laughs> he would be talking about something and then he would do that. And then yes. he would just go right back into whatever he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the skit, he like goes into, you know what, next to a window and he like breaks it and falls out of it. Oh, <laughs> remember that. I've yeah, sure seen it, but and I, I don't know if that was a returning character or if it was just a one, one and done. Thing. It may have been a one and done, but yeah, I just remember. And I think it was Phil Hartman that said <laughs> the orgasm guy. Because oh, it was yeah, like a whole yeah. skit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the greatest at all that stuff. <laughs> Good stuff, man. All right. Ready for the next one? I'm ready. The next disease on our list is known as Stone Man Syndrome. And uh, people have also uh, described it as Munchmeyer disease. Okay. Oh, I thought this was just still going off of the last one. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. No, so Stone Man Syndrome, Munchmeyer disease, but officially, if you look this thing up in like a medical journal, it's going to be called, <laughs> you're still learning on it. You, hold on, let's laugh at the boner. <laughs> keep laughing. Are we good? It's not a little blue pill syndrome? That's not what it is? <laughs> it's called Viagra syndrome. <laughs> oh, I want to tell a story, but I don't know if, no? Why, are you already shaking your head? You don't know the story. Sam's already shaking his head. Can I say this? He's psychic. Can we leave it in? Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to tell this story. I'll make that executive decision and post. Okay. When I, when I met the beautiful. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening. <laughs> it ain't that bad. It re... I don't think it's that bad. And I think I've told it on here before. Cause like I said, I only have four stories, but like. You don't realize how many decisions I make of cutting something while I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I realize that. I realize you probably did. This one's going to, everything that we're saying is going to stay in and it's going to be hilarious. You watch, you watch. So about 17 years ago, when I met the beautiful young lady that is now my wife, right? We're just starting to date. We were together for uh, several months before anything happened in, uh, of that manner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're with a new lady. You want to, you know that that day's coming and you want to impress her, right? You want to impress her. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say. So I went to the doctor, my general practitioner, and I told him, uh, that I had erectile dysfunction, okay? Um, I didn't, but I told him that, and he gave me a <laughs> shitload of Viagra. He gave me, like, two boxes of this stuff, right? Dawn of Mantis does not recommend <laughs> that you lie to your general practitioner. In fact, you never should. <laughs> but continue the story. It's, that disclaimer might help. So I have these boxes <laughs> of Viagra, right? They're in my keep. And uh, so basically, long story short, you know, things happen, the time comes. And, and for the first few weeks, you know, I'm, I'm Captain Viagra because I've got these magic pills that greatly increase performance and whatnot. I mean, that, everyone knows that. That's what they're marketed for. I didn't see that one <laughs> in the Avengers. <laughs> it must have been on the CW. <laughs> 
So one day they run out, right? <laughs> one day they're gone, right? And uh, you're a very different man without one of those. I'll just say that. Anyone that, that has taken them knows this. So I had to have a talk. I had to, I had, I finally was like, look, it may be different from here on out. I don't know what's going to happen, but. It's kind of like when Popeye can't get to the can of spinach. Right. You're about to get no spinach Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> it's all that I am. Oh, boy. Have you made the decision already? Has it been to no? Yeah. I can't. It's looking good, right? <laughs> it's funny. I'll tell you that. Someone will <laughs> giggle over that. I don't know who, but somebody will. I already am. Stone man syndrome. So officially it's known as fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva. Wow. Okay. You tell me I've drank too much because I just said that perfectly. Fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva. I was going to ask how many times you practiced it. <laughs> A few. I did. Stone man syndrome was one of the rarest diseases on our entire list. Okay. As there have only been about 800 known cases ever. Okay. What is it? You're probably wondering. What the I am. Is it? The condition causes a person's body to slowly stiffen as their connective tissues turn to bone. Oh, wow. It is caused by a mutation of the gene ACVR1, which affects the body's repair mechanism, causing tissues like muscle, tendons, and ligaments to become ossified or more commonly known as turn to bone. Boy, I hope this is rare. (laughs) Yeah, it is. What if you had this and it was like, hey, in six months, you're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. So would you not try to think of the position you want to be stuck in? Like probably like a setting position. <laughs> something comfortable? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's something to think about. Like you just sit in your recliner? Like, okay, this is what I want. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. That way, that way I can still watch Game of Thrones and just be in this position. If you don't get tired from standing up, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess setting would have to be. I was Ooh, trying to think. No, standing up. Yeah. And you can do that Joe Diffie. Prop me up beside the jukebox when I turn because the stone. Because if you're in a... <laughs> Sorry, it's stupid. You're, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> if you're in a setting position, how do you go to bed? Oh, If that's you're standing true. in a position, you just... Like, I'd, ha- I'd build myself a little machine. You hit a button and it'd just, like, tilt you back. Yes. And you go to bed that way. That's very clever. So you want to be in a flat position. You would think. Yeah, so that way you I mean, sleep. who wants to sleep, like, with right. your knees up? No, that's not cool. Yeah. So yeah, you're laying flat. You can sleep perfectly, and then in the morning times, you're propped up, and you're just like a Halloween decoration or something. I'd build like something against my wall that's like a cushion where you're like standing against it. Yeah. 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 Like a stand-up coffin, <laughs> which is not a good feeling, I guess. This reminds me of our old Mike episode. Oh yeah, it does. It, it, does. it was like five years ago. Yeah, I remember. But yeah, go back and look at. I don't know. It's probably within the first like twenty episodes. Old Mike. Yeah. It was a really Dead funny guy. Yeah. Cause he would, cause you made the greatest joke ever that he would be a Halloween decoration and he could hold the candy bucket. Remember? <laughs> I don't remember saying that. It was of a, it, it was like something I would say. It was of a dude in like the 40s or 50s that died and no one claimed his body and no one could find out who he was. Episode 44. 44. Thank you. It wasn't the first 50. Speaking of that, back to my original thing, like, wouldn't you want to have, you'd want to be holding the remote pointing <laughs> towards the TV. Right? As long as I can still move my thumb. Roku. Battlestar Galactic. Were you going to say something else about old Mike? No, that was just it. They No one could find out who the guy was, so they, they like, embalmed and stuffed his body. Yeah. And put it on display, 
and, and put the word out. Hey, people from near and far, come by and see if you know this guy. And he it's ended dead up just body, being, yeah, dead body lost and found. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. And for like, it was till like the seventies. For like yeah. thirty or forty years, this guy was just propped up in this funeral home, and he was everyone knew of old Mike. <laughs> yeah, just this old this old salesman that was stuffed. How weird is that? Oh man, great episode. Great yeah, episode. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I remember it. So yeah, the ligaments become ossified. You start to literally freeze in place. Um, this can either spontaneously occur after damage to the body as a result of trauma. You know, like if you're a re- in a wreck or whatever, you fall yeah. and break something. Or sometimes it's just like naturally. Uh, the new bone growth is called heterotopic ossification. Wow. And eventually forms a secondary skeleton that restricts the patient's movement. For unknown reasons, children born with Stone Man Syndrome often have very large toes that are also missing joints. Hmm. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Also, the first flare-ups usually happen before age 10, and the growth usually occurs from the top of the body downward. So specifically, beginning around like the neck and shoulder area, and then down the back. Yeah. People with Stone Man Syndrome rarely live past 40. And unfortunately, there is no treatment. In the past, doctors have attempted to surgically remove this extra bone. But of course, the body views that surgery as trauma and it grows right back. Yeah. If there is a silver lining to this awful condition, it's that the diaphragm, tongue, extraocular muscles, your eyes, a heart and smooth muscle don't tend to be affected. Okay. So it's mainly just like the muscles and tissue. Uh, you can still breathe and eat, I guess, if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Being frozen in place. To anyone curious, you can Google Stone Man Syndrome and find some incredible images of skeletons that have either, uh, that have been almost completely encased in bone. Wow. Yeah. So when I was doing this uh, research, uh, I looked up quite a few pictures and man, there's some, there's some folks who have died of this disease and they've preserved their skeletons. And it's like, it's almost their entire bone structure you can see that is turned to skeleton. Yeah. It's, it's wild. You're saying like where you'd normally see like two joints that would just be like fused together and like yes. wider than a ball and socket would just be all like, a, I'm kind of visualizing what yeah. you're saying. And even like up and around the rib cage, there was one in particular where the whole rib cage was almost covered in a casing of like oh, extra wow. bone. It's wild. Yeah. 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 Look up, look up Stone Man Syndrome images, anybody listening, and you'll be amazed. Yeah, I might do that. I'm trying to decide if I want to. Or not. <laughs> Next on our list is another self-explanatory one, Human Werewolf Syndrome. All right. One of my favorite movies is Lycanthrope, 1941. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like Lycanthropy, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Or hypertrichosis. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, everyone knows this. Picture the typical Wolfman from those old circus and carnival posters. Well, 1941, the Wolfman, Universal Monsters. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. Lon Chaney Jr. That's it. And this yeah. is, yeah, yeah, picture that. Uh, curiously, another symptom of hypertrichosis that has nothing to do with hair growth is enlarged gums. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's just something that's not mentioned a lot, but remember that for later in this. Okay. Yeah. There are actually many types of hypertrichosis. One is acquired hypertrichosis. This has been known to show up due to side effects of certain drugs, certain types of cancer, or even uh, certain eating disorders, which is weird. That causes extra hair growth. I'd like to know which one of those would cause extra hair growth on my bald head. (laughs) But I haven't found one yet. 
Most afflicted with Wolfman syndrome are born with it, but even then there are many different variations. There is congenital generalized hypertrichosis, which causes excessive hair growth on the face and upper body. And this occurs mainly in just men. Other types only uh, affect specific parts of the body, like the face or even the elbows. Just really hairy elbows. Oh, that'd be weird. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes the hair growth is present at birth, but fades with age. The most severe type is terminal hypertrichosis, in which the person is completely covered in coarse, thick hair. This is the type commonly known as human werewolf syndrome. Yeah. And it's terminal? Like, it's going to kill you? No. It oh. doesn't. No, it doesn't affect lifespan from what I can find. Oh, I, I just took that terminal as... Yeah. No, yeah, terminal normally does mean, hey, you're about to die. Yeah, I guess that definition of that word's more broad than I ever knew then. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah it's I didn't, like the most extreme, you know, this is always going to grow back and be thick and nothing you can do about it. You're, it's terminal. True, yeah. I guess that's what it means. Yeah. So, look, one of the most famous cases, and we really could have done a whole episode on just this lady, but maybe one of these days... Uh, it's Julia Pastrana. Okay. She was born in Sinaloa, Mexico in 1834. Julia traveled throughout the United States in a freak show as the bearded lady and eventually gained a large amount of fame. During her life, she was examined by many doctors and given many different and colorful diagnoses. One doctor declared she was the result of a human mating with an orangutan. <laughs> Scientific, isn't it? Very. She's very hairy. I deduced that uh, her mother and father must have been uh, one human, the other orangutan. <laughs> That's the best, his best hypothesis. <laughs> That's how COVID got started right there. You're only half a person. Where did Gene McFadden fit into yeah. this? <laughs> Isn't it impossible? <laughs> that a rather burly looking young orangutan male seduced a poor young woman who temporarily evicted her for Christian release. And fornicated with this animal. This is basically just King Kong. <laughs> it really is. There was a love element to that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he wasn't going to hurt her. He no. didn't want to. Another doctor declared Julia was her own separate species of human. <laughs> You're not even one of us. We don't care about you. <laughs> Come back if you ever decide you're human. <laughs> That's funny. Finally, a less dramatic doctor stated that Julia was, quote, just a deformed Mexican woman. <laughs> well, she was from Silver. <laughs> Look, that's probably I what know, happened. I know, I don't, I don't know why I'm a little... <laughs> That's because it was just the most random thing ever. <laughs> all these doctors are coming up with all these. <laughs> Turn your head, look around at me, and like, After careful examination, I believe she's just a deformed Mexican woman. Julia married a man named Theodore Lent in 1854, and he subsequently became her manager for the remainder of her life which would end up being tragically short. Julia died in Moscow after giving birth to Lent's child in 1860 when she was only 25 years old. Mm. In case you're wondering, the child also had hypertrichosis, but unfortunately passed away after just three days. Mm. 
Guys, this is where the story gets super weird because that was not the end of Julia. After her death, her husband, this Theodore Lent guy, he had her and the baby's bodies stuffed so he could continue to display them in his carnival. What a great guy. Yeah. (laughs) His wife and newborn baby die, right? That were previously, the wife anyway, was previously a spectacle in his, he was her manager, so he's making money. So he's like, well, Julia's dead. I'm going to have her stuffed and keep on displaying her, making money. Do you know the pose or anything? I don't. I don't know if they were like on a log like they do, like a cougar or something. (laughs) About to pounce on some prey. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying the guy's insensitive enough. To even do this, they, they might even do something like that. I think it's like, you know, that walk like an Egyptian thing? <laughs> I think it was that. Because <laughs> you know that discussion had to be had. Like, well, how are we going to do this? Are right. they going to be like sitting in a chair or standing up? or Man, can you imagine like seeing, oh my God. Julia loved to do the Charleston. So I think we should have her in a pose that represents, no. I don't know. Gene McFadden the again. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's a Vsauce video on, uh, check it out sometime. It's why we don't taxidermy people. Oh, okay. And really, just to, and then I recommend it, and then I'll quickly spoil it. It's basically, they don't think they can get the likeness. And because they're people. Well, that, <laughs> that and even like pets. People don't do pets enough because, or enough. I'm, not, I'm I'm sounding like I'm supporting it. People don't do pets a lot because it doesn't get the likeness. Okay. You know, because I know you've seen the process. Like, you skin them all out and then put foam and stuff back into them and, yeah. like, to get that shape and all that stuff. Well, it's because there's no life in it. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of missing that one key element there. That's true, yeah. The lifeless. And, the, like, the glass eyes and stuff, I'm I'm sure they don't look. Yeah, so we've all been to funerals. Right? Sure, yeah. And exactly. that's one thing. You know, the person, the deceased person can resemble. Sure. But I don't know that I've ever, you know, including my mom and my dad and like, God, I've been to several funerals. I don't know that I've ever saw a deceased person, you know, in that casket that just looked exactly as if they were alive or just asleep or something. I want to be setting up like this with my glasses and my headphones on like a podcast. We'll just leave you in the, we'll just leave you in here in Redbeard Sound Studios. (laughs) Prop me up in Donna Manis Podcast Studio, Redbeard Sound Studio, when I die. We'll just keep doing the podcast and pretend you're here. Yeah. Right? Like, like you did that one episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, dude, we've got, what, almost 300 episodes of you saying shit. We'll just go back and cut stuff and just put you in. You put a bunch of those tree air fresheners hanging all around me. <laughs> Pine tree things. Yeah. How insensitive to stuff your mate and your kid. Yeah, and guess what? For the next, get listen to this, guys. 112 years. For the next 112 years, Julia and her baby were shuttled around the world and viewed by millions at circuses, carnivals, and various expeditions. Exhibitions, sorry. That's a different let's, thing. Let's be clear. I, I might go see it. Oh, yeah. I'm probably being a hypocrite. Sure. I'd probably go see it. Sure. Just because, not condoning it, but I guess I kind of am in a way, right? <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I'd go see it. Yeah. I would. And I'd be like, this is preposterous. <laughs> Take my money. Yeah. Here's my, here's my dollar fifty. 
After being placed in a storage facility, vandals broke in and the baby's body was destroyed. Then Julia's body was stolen for a few years, but was recovered. And that was a few years later. I, I don't think it was stolen for very long. I don't think it was, you know, missing for very long. It was quickly recovered. Which is, you know, a vandal that would vandalize a baby. God dang That's it. pretty extreme, man. I know. I mean, I get like kicking a hole in the Coke machine, but okay, let's go vandalize a baby. I read that they damaged the baby and then I guess it was not, it was no longer like enclosed in something and, and like mice and rats ate oh, the rest. Goodness. It's rough guys. Whew. Then Julia's body was stolen a few years later, but was quickly recovered. Like I said, for more than 30 years after her body remained at the Oslo forensic Institute in Norway. Finally, in 2013, 153 years after her death, Julia's body was returned to Sinaloa and given a proper Catholic burial. Yeah. By the way, that Theodore Lent guy, you know, that had married her and stuffed her and all that? Mm -hmm. He eventually found another bearded lady named Marie Bartel. He married her too, changed her name to Zenora Pastrana and also made a bunch of money exhibiting her. As wow. Mm -hmm. Man. That was just his thing. That was his deal. I wonder if he's like walking around. He's like, oh, 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 no, that's a guy. Oh, oh, no, that's a guy. He's like looking for another cash cow. Man, yeah. What a piece of work. What a piece of work this Charles Lent. Yeah, man. So guess, guess who had a, an opinion on this? And Charles Darwin himself. Oh, what did he say about he it? He even wrote about it. Um, he wrote, and I quote, Julia Pastrana. A Spanish dancer was a remarkably fine woman, but she had a thick masculine beard and hairy forehead. She was photographed and her stuffed skin was exhibited as a show. But what concerns us is that she had in both the upper and lower jaw an irregular double set of teeth, one row being faced within the other, of which Dr. Perlin took a cast. From the redundancy of the teeth, her mouth projected and her face had a gorilla-like appearance. Wow. So when you see drawings and, and stuff of Julia, she does basically look like an ape, like an ape face with a woman's body, like in a dress, all covered in hair. Mm. I didn't know that about her. No, anything mm -hmm. was different about her teeth. And if that's what she really looked like, this Charles Lent guy. He was in it for the money, for sure, you would think. I, dudes, he had sex with her. They had a baby. So if she actually had this really pronounced mouth and look like very apish like the pictures that you see drawn this Charles Lent guy was really something else <laughs> I think so I well you. I mean we know he is just because what he did after yeah you know I don't know guys stuff a human even though people are debating she wasn't but she was mainly you know mostly yeah. she was a human with, yeah. a, with, a, with, a, with a defect yeah exactly you know come on man yeah I guess I shouldn't say mainly or mostly that's not good either no man she's human yeah, for sure. All right, ready for the next one? Yes. This one is called Capgras Syndrome. Okay. Or Capgras Delusion. Or okay. Delusional Misidentification Syndrome. Oh, they think there's someone else? Well, close. This is a psychiatric disorder in which someone becomes convinced that someone closely, you know, like related to them, a spouse, a parent, a child, or even a pet, has been secretly replaced with an identical imposter. Oh, wow. Okay. It seems like I might have heard of this one. Yeah, go on. Go on. Less than 300 cases have ever been verified. Capgras delusion is usually associated with schizophrenia, but has also manifested in patients with brain injuries, 
people with various types of dementia, and even people with diabetes, hypothyroidism, and migraines in rare cases. So that's where the tell me something only the real Stacy would know. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It occurs more often in females than males, for whatever reason. Because it is so rare, there is no set method of diagnosing or treating it. Nine patients with Capgras syndrome were the subject of a year-long study conducted in 1994 in the psychiatric unit of the Chang Jung Memorial Hospital in Taiwan. Seven were women and two were men. They ranged in age from 20 to 54. They came uh, from different backgrounds and had various levels of education. The main commonality shared by the group was that they all suffered from some degree of psychiatric disorder, from schizophrenia to schizoactive disorder to organic mental disorder. The subjects all believed members of their close family were doubles, either a wife, parent, or child, and the duration of the history of their delusion varied from days to years. Wow. So it's just all of a sudden they thought that somebody in their family was replaced. Yes. But did they have any kind of like reason to think that? Not that I know of. I think it was completely spurred by whatever uh, psychiatric, you know, disorders they had. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just imagine coming home from work, right? And then your wife walks in the room and for whatever reasons, you are completely convinced that your actual wife has been murdered or, or taken away. And this new person that just walked in is is an intruder. Yeah, but I don't even notice the haircut sometimes. So I, <laughs> this is one I probably would never have because I get in trouble for that. You get in big trouble. Oh, with, I know. For not noticing the haircut. They get like a millimeter taken off. It's like, you didn't say anything about my haircut. It's like when I get my haircut, there's a huge pile of evidence on the floor. When you get yours, it's like something you can brush up in 10 seconds. Yeah. Only say that because she doesn't listen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I get in trouble for that one a lot. Oh, my wife didn't talk to me for like two days once because she got her <laughs> hair done and I didn't notice it. And it's never just that. It, it, that then leads to you don't really love me and our whole relationship is a farce. And, you know, it just snowballs from there. When really, I'm just an idiot and I didn't notice a haircut. I see you as a whole package, not just your hair. <laughs> your hair is just one small part of you. Exactly. Yeah. When we hyper-focus on one little thing about you, what do you want? Yeah. That's not healthy. No. Yeah, so so you're the bad guy here. That's right. I'm really saying this because I didn't notice. I'm trying to figure, is it impossible? <laughs> Honey. You got to turn into Gene McFadden to get out of it. But I love you so much. I can never notice one little thing about you because I love everything about you. I love everything about you. Oh, wives, we love you so much. But yeah, they, I don't know. They'll ask you to, hey, when you get home, could you please, you know, hang up this picture for me? And if you forget, it's not that you're just a, a dumbass that forgot to do this small task. It's that you forgot because you don't think about them enough because you don't truly love them. And your whole relationship is built on lies and you shouldn't be together. It just snowballs. What do you want a stalker? Like somebody that's just always thinking about you. That's just like watching you sleep. What are you thinking about? Think about how I'm going to hang up that picture tomorrow for you. Just for you. I'm going to hang it. I'm going to hang it real good (laughs) for you. Go to sleep. I'm going to think about it all night. In reality, it's like, you know, a lot of shit happened today. I just forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I really love you. I promise. Yeah. I just forgot the goddamn picture. All right. There's a lot of married dudes listening to this that I guarantee you are like, yeah, yeah. You know? Get them. Really with us. But they're like, get them. Go get them. (laughs) I'm listening on my headphones and my wife's watching. 
You get them, Donna Mantis. She's watching Pride and Prejudice. That's right. On June 2nd, 2009, a 24-year-old man named Blase Caught, okay, and he's from, uh, I don't know, I got somewhere he's from, but it's B-L-A-Z-E-J, Blase. He's from somewhere. He's from somewhere. He's from Earth. He ain't from America, I know that. He ain't from here. Anyway. We don't got no Blase's. <laughs> he bludgeoned and slashed his new bride, 28-year-old Caroline Coffey, to death on a walking trail outside Ithaca, New York. He was from New Zealand. That's where it was. Yeah, he was from New Zealand. She was from Ireland, and they'd met at school when they both moved to the U.S. Cornell University, by the way. Wow. Pretty smart fellers they yeah. were. Oh, yeah. But what Caroline didn't know was that Blase had a history of mental issues, and just after their wedding, I'm talking like a month, he'd become convinced that the real Caroline had been replaced by an identical imposter. Over the course of several days, he planned her murder. And when the pair went out walking on the trail that day, he knew that he was going to be the only one coming back. Hmm. After the murder, Blase returned to the home he'd shared with Caroline, took off his bloody clothes, and set the place on fire. He then drove his car back to the same park where he'd killed her just a few hours earlier. Police found him a little while later, his arms still covered in blood. Blase gave chase, crashed his car, and attempted suicide before the police caught up to him. Obviously, he was unsuccessful, and he went to jail. I can relate to this. Not too long ago, I was out in my front yard, and there was a cat that looked kind of like my cat. It was kind of far away, and I was like, here, kitty, kitty, it's time to come in. I don't want you outside all night. But the cat did not come. Yeah. Imposter cat. So you know what I did? I killed it. <laughs> no, I didn't kill it. Why would you just kill it if it's an imposter? I, I mean, you know. It's like get to the bottom of it in another way, but it's mental illness, so I get that. But it's just funny. He took the most extreme thing. You're a copy. I'm, you would think you would want to interrogate and be like, where's my wife? Yeah, what'd you do with her? Maybe that's what he did. Are you a clone? And she wouldn't, she wouldn't admit it or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Or this could have just all been bullshit. But that cat story is real. We have a cat that looks a lot like my cat. A neighbor. doppelganger? It is, yeah, same color. It's just bigger. You can't tell until you get closer <laughs> to it. Yeah. So after healing up, right? Because by the way, when Blase attempted suicide, he took a knife and he was like slashing at himself mm. in this car. Man, cops got him. After he healed up, it was time for Blase to stand trial for murdering his wife. His defense was not typical, though. His attorney claimed he had cat gras syndrome and he had decided to eliminate the imposter. Basically, this is pleading insanity, but the jury did not buy it. And Blase was found guilty of second degree murder and sentenced to 25 years in prison. He will be released in the year 2034. Because if it worked, so many more people would suddenly have that as <laughs> soon as they were accused. It would set a precedent. Yeah. It's, gl it's good that it didn't work. I don't know if the guy had it. Hopefully he didn't because then we're punishing somebody that had it. But obviously he had mental health things anyway, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's like the auto brewery syndrome. You yeah. Know, you know. Yeah. Just start going crazy and people would. Of course, you could prove that chemically, though. You can't prove this other one chemically. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really, did he have cap cross syndrome or not? He claimed he did. Or did is it just another case of a guy killing his wife? Yeah. That's a question there. Mm -mm. More murder that wasn't supposed to be in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, you're such a liar. Sorry. This is supposed to be murder-free, but turns out it's murder light. Okay, the next one has no murder. Ready? Okay. We only got a couple more. Here we go. It's okay. It was true crime. We can have murder, but it's just funny that you said that. It's okay. You probably wrote that a few weeks ago. I did. I did. It was like three weeks ago. Is this You're next good. one abbreviated so we can guess? Um. Yes. Yes. Ready? F-A-S. And the last word is 
syndrome. Syndrome. So F A syndrome. Farting a lot syndrome. <laughs> Joe has frequent that. aspiration syndrome. But that mm. they already have a thing like that. That's like the heartburn thing. Yeah. Fat ass syndrome. That'd be a funny one. Flatulence absence syndrome. It's oh. where you've never farted. Oh, that'd be awful. <laughs> so not where Joe's like this is the this would be the worst one. Hey, honestly, I googled rare diseases that make you fart a lot because I wanted to cover one. And it turns out diseases that make you fart a lot are super common ones like IBS and Crohn's. You know, I'm just like, I'm not covering those. But nothing nothing rare. Yeah, if it didn't have like any other side effects. Yeah. Of course, you don't want to just do it anywhere, though. <laughs> is it something with the abdomen? No, it's it, I'll, it's hilarious. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Yeah, yeah, what is it? Foreign accent syndrome. Oh. Oh, Madonna has that. Yes! But wait, it's a syndrome. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I'll well, talk about this in a minute. Again, I've been foreshadowed because I have written, other than Madonna, only about 100 reported cases have occurred since 1941. <laughs> Foreign accent syndrome seems to result from damage in the part of the brain associated with speech, usually from a stroke, trauma, tumors, uh, and other neurological conditions. Um, just imagine, like, just waking up one day and be like, hello, governor! You know, just wouldn't that be freaking weird? Can you imagine if I just came in here and, Time to spot this podcast, ain't it right? I do a terrible like. And your yeah, your wife would ask like, would you stop? Like, you couldn't stop. You know that could be so weird. I found an interesting case of a fifty-year-old English Italian woman who was admitted to the ER when she was having difficulty speaking. After a while, her ability to speak came back, and while she could still speak her native Italian as well as English. Her English now had a strong, and I'm not making this up, Canadian accent. Wow. She went Canadian. That's what she was talking about, right? (laughs) We all know. (laughs) Yeah. Doctors were obviously puzzled, and subsequent brain scans and tests showed no abnormalities. It is worth noting that in the past, the woman had worked in Canada for like 20 years, and doctors believe her familiarity with the accent may be why her brain suddenly skewed in that direction although they had no clue what initially caused the switch. From what yeah. I read, the doctors released the woman but kept her with her progress, and the Canadian accent never went away. Well, of course they'd have to release her. They couldn't keep her. We're, <laughs> we're going to keep her until that accent gets better. We're keeping you until we find out what this is all about. Like, <laughs> what insurance would pay for that? You know? Well, she's going to have to stay for a couple of months. Well, you think switching accents, you think British, but you don't think like, oh, let's get on with it, eh? All right, let's work it out. You're like, you don't think about Canada. No, that is funny. But yeah, the fact that she worked there for so long, it was just in there, right? Yeah. But what was the deal? Like you said, Madonna, what was the deal with her just speaking with a British accent? It wasn't very long. I don't know. I don't really know that that was any kind of syndrome. I think that was just her. Yeah, it was. It was. Bill Marb did a big thing about using the British accent for movies to make them be more sophisticated. Like, he made fun of the fact that everyone in Lord of the Rings, which is supposed to be Middle Earth, that's not Earth, they all have a British, British accent. British, yeah. And then the dwarf was Scottish and... Yep. I don't know, but they've done it a lot. Like, and he talked about Madonna a little bit. It's like, when you want to be sophisticated, you're British all of a sudden. Well, there's, there's different... British accents. There's, you know, like the old dirty Cockney is definitely not sophisticated. No, that's true. That's hey, true. we go right up there, isn't it? Right? Yeah. You're right. What, like, that's not, but yeah, you're talking about kind of the more like the eloquent. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know much about it, but yeah. 
Even with uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Kevin Costner tried to talk with a British accent. Didn't work. Yeah. Great movie, but yeah, you're right. Did you know in Robin Hood, Men in Tights, when Carrie Hughes, when he's in the uh, King's Chamber talking to Richard Lewis? Yeah. (laughs) When he says the line, unlike other uh, Robin Hoods, I can speak with a British accent. That was a dig at Kevin Costner. Yeah. Yeah, because he was so infamous for being terrible at it. Yeah, yeah, he he wasn't great at it. No, I still love that film. Oh yeah, great score. I mean, it's yeah, it's a great film. But yeah, you can throw that. You can throw a fancy British accent on almost anything, and it just you can say anything. It's. I'm sorry, my love. I've eaten four boiled eggs and a bowl of refried beans, and I've got burning flatulence that would melt a hole in a rubber sheet. It's like, (laughs) oh, the way you said that's just so hot. I don't even know what you said, but you said it with a British accent. All is forgiven. (laughs) Yeah, I get what you're saying. There yeah. was a Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis and it had Benedict Cumberbatch in there, right? <laughs> and uh, Zach Galifianakis said, uh, do you think if you didn't have a British accent, people would realize you were a terrible actor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I do remember <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, we're almost done. The next thing on our list is undoubtedly the smelliest. Uh-oh. No, it doesn't have anything to do with farts. It's called trimethylam. Oh, oh, I practiced this one, but it's hold on. Trimethylaminuria. Trilethylaminuria. Okay? okay. And it causes one's sweat, breath, and urine to smell like rotting fish. Ooh, that's not good. This happens when the body is not able to break down the organic compound trimethylene, trimethylamine, trimethylamine, yeah. which produces this strong fishy smell. Hey, how do you spell it? It's really T R I. M E T H Y L A M I N E. That's the trimethylamine. 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 Yeah, that's tough. I'm, I'm glad I don't get your job right now. I can't read regular words. Trimethylamine. Well, here it is. Here it is. Trimethylamine. I got it. Hey, hey. very good. I got it. Trimethylamine. <laughs> Fish odor syndrome usually occurs in people with specific mutations of the FMO3 gene. This leaves them unable to break down organic compounds like the trimethylamine. The following is from an uh, article in Medical News Today, and it says, Strategies for the management of trimethylamineuria may include dietary changes to remove or reduce the presence of trimethylamine precursors. Such precursors include trimethylamine and oxide, found in marine fish, and choline, found in eggs, mustard seeds, chicken, beef, and liver, as well as raw soybeans. The strength of the unpleasant odor can vary in time and also between individuals. However, the nature of this condition usually has a severe impact on the person's day-to-day life and their mental health. I get the diet thing because we just changed Charlie's dog food since he's inside so much. He does smell better. (laughs) Because we read that online, (laughs) that cheap dog food will make your dog stink. And I thought, that's probably not true. But it is true. We've independently verified. Like from their farting or just no, like... No, just the way, the way they smell. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh. So I think that's true. From what I've read, it seems to be true. And from my sample size of one, which isn't great, <laughs> uh, I think it's true. I mean, not that we bought super expensive dog food, but we never bought the cheapest one ever. Right. We always did like middle of the road sort of, but we just went like one step up a little bit. Depending on how our monthly finances look, Stormy either gets like Alpo or like Ranch Hound 18% maintenance chunk. Oh, I've seen that before, like Atwoods or yeah, something. Yeah, that's just like, yeah. we're keeping you alive, but yeah. that's it. 
But she gets a yeah, shit. Some of the stuff's pretty good. She gets a shitload of uh, table scraps. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But she smells like ass. I wonder if I should change her food. Yeah, <laughs> Stormy I mean, stinks all the time. Yeah, I have to give Charlie a bath almost every day because he tracks mud around the backyard. Oh, but, yeah, but anyway, that's what we've tried, and it seems to be working so far. So you want to do the last one? Yeah, let's I know do it. Sam does. Sam's ready to end this night. I love you, Sam. All right. It's not like several of the afflictions we've covered tonight aren't terrible, but for me, this next one seems especially awful. Who out there enjoys a good night's sleep? I do. Most of the time. Sam, do you? I really enjoy it. Well, I just, like I mentioned, maybe on the last episode about lately, I've just been going yeah, you deep. Did. Yeah, sleeping and like waking up with drool in my beard and on the pillow. Yeah. And That's um, a good rest. I get, dude, I get eight hours every night. Yeah. From about 11 to 7, eight hard hours. Yeah, I might wake up a couple times to pee. But I'm like, as soon as I lay back down, I'm out, right? Yeah, that's good. Good cycle to be so, in. I can't even imagine, like, my mom has, like, chronic insomnia. It always takes her forever to fall asleep. And, like, I'll ask her about it time to time. Hey, are you sleeping good? And she's like, no. And that must be terrible. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. Like, for me, if it takes me 10 minutes to fall asleep when I lay down, like, I'm thinking, what, what's going on? This is forever. Yeah. I can't imagine it. But those with fatal insomnia, which is our last condition, they're unable to sleep to the point of madness and even death. Sure, because we did that episode about the radio DJ. That's right. That yes. Stayed up for too many days. Yes, we, Peter, uh, Dad, I, can't I can't remember. remember. His name. Yeah, I can't either. The condition is a generic degenerative brain disorder that causes insomnia. Thankfully, it is very rare and only affects about one per every one million people. And there are only about 60 families worldwide who carry the mutation that causes this condition. It's not Peter Berg. Bergman? Peter Bergman? Peter Tripp. Peter yeah, Tripp. Yeah, that's it. Peter that's Tripp. It. Yeah. yeah, Peter Tripp sleep experiment. What episode was that? 165. Right. Yeah, because you would think like, you know, what an anesthesiologist does when they put you to sleep, so to say, to, for a surgery. Like I've read before that you're not really asleep. It's not sleep. Really? Yeah, when you're out, when you're sedated like that with drugs, well, sedated is sleep, I guess. But I mean, it's something different and I can't explain it very well and I don't have it right now. To, it's different than sleep. Like your body's not like recouping. Huh. Yeah. That's so weird. It's I basically chemicals are keeping you from being aware of the things around you, but you're not sleeping, you know? Have you ever been under for a surgery? Uh, no, I haven't, but Mariah, they put her under one time when she dislocated her knee doing cartwheels when she was like 12. I remember that. It was crazy. Yeah, I remember when that happened. She had just seen Interstellar, and so she talked about like, and probably your only remembering of that was just the initial, they counted down from 10 and she was out in three. Yeah. And then I think probably she dreamed about that three seconds, but then... You know, she said she woke up and it's unlike anything she'd ever had. How about you? Have you been under? Oh, yeah. Under? I've, been under, I've been under a few times. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. I got. I was put under at like 23 for my appendectomy. Oh, okay. And then I was put under a year and a half ago for my oral surgery. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty awesome, actually. Because yeah. in both occurrences, like it's like you said, they, they're going to, they say, okay, we're going to count down from 10. And I only remember counting to like eight. And I'd be out. Yeah. And then you wake up thinking you you haven't you started. haven't been to sleep yet. And instead there's different people standing around you and they're like, All right, now you're all good. And and you're like, What? I woke up and nobody was around me. Oh, really? Uh, I was no. back in the recovery and there was not a s nobody there. Oh wow. Yeah. 
It was weird. Yeah, that would be weird. I had people with me both times. Yeah. Wow. They came along like within probably a minute or so, I'm guessing. But yeah, yeah I like woke up and it was just alone. Oh, see, I'm I sorry, had a thought one, and I'm sorry to even give you this thought, but I'm going to give this to you guys. <laughs> I just had a thought one night that a lot of people that were put to sleep, so to speak, what, even though I said it wasn't that, for a surgery and did not survive the surgery, like in a sense, they're just kind of waiting to wake up, but oh, they never will. That's wild. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, hey, you're going to be okay. This is routine. Countdown from 10 backwards. Dude, look, I've got a family member who was 100% perfectly fine, and he was put under for, I can't remember what type of surgery, but they messed up. Yeah. The anesthesiologist messed up, and when he woke up, he's never been the same. He's like nine or eight or so. I don't know. I don't know what, but he has never been the same, and that was years ago. Yeah. yeah so that's always a... And I heard there are people who are just inherently not very receptive to anesthesia. Sure, yeah. Yeah, everyone takes that a different way. I, I handled it well. In fact, in my first one, I've told this story before, but my nurse uh, was Swedish, and her she was from Sweden, and her name was Sveta, like S-V-E-T-A. And I remember when I woke up, she was there, and she asked me how I was doing, and I was like, I'm doing good, except for I'm a little cold, and I might need to wear a Sveta. <laughs> Hand to God, that's what I told her. And she was like, okay, well, I'll go get you a blanket. And she went in. <laughs> so, yeah, I hit on the nurse as I, uh, as I went. Yeah, pickup lines are a side effect of ketamine, I've heard. <laughs> I don't know if they use ketamine. I don't know if they even use ketamine. <laughs> assume they do sometimes. Yeah. Didn't work, though. Didn't work. But, yeah, so this condition begins slowly, but the patient is soon completely unable to sleep. And it causes panic attacks, double vision, cognitive impairment, paranoia, hallucinations, and rapid weight loss. Uh, we know the effects of sleep deprivation just from that Peter Peter Trip. Yes, Peter Trip. Not Peter Bergman, right? Yeah, Peter Trip. Really quick, Radio DJ wanted to stay up multiple days for a contest. To, yes, and I forgot if it was to make money for the radio station, probably to get some more listeners and stuff. Yeah, and thought he could do it, and ended up. Um, having REM sleep while he was awake. He yes. would like, there were spiders in my shoes and stuff like that. Yeah, he thought something was on fire and... And uh, pretty much ruined his life. Yeah, it screwed up his system like even years later or something. From what Fired, I divorced, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, and then also listen to the next episode, Peter Berg, a guy who, uh, like it took people forever to discover who he was. Yeah, Bergman. Bergman. Peter Bergman. I got my Peters crossed, sorry. Don't ever cross Peters. Don't um, ever cross the streams. It's like... Ghostbusters. <laughs> the new movie looks fantastic, but we'll talk about that. Okay. So, yeah, fatal insomnia actually does what the name implies. It kills you. It's fatal. It has struck in ages from 13 to 60, and once it begins, patients have anywhere from a few months to, at most, six years to live, with an average lifespan of 18 months. Wow. On average, that's how long it takes. To date, there is no effective treatment for fatal insomnia yeah wow that i know we covered some grisly stuff but just the just the thought of not being able to sleep to the point of insanity and then death man that seems like just maybe one of the roughest ones i don't remember talking about bears (laughs) (laughs) we can we can flip this a more positive way and say just be lucky like we said earlier that you don't have any of these things yeah. 
That was a good one, Sam. That was <laughs> a quip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were some deaths, but you know, not as many as usual and not as graphic as usual. No. Right. Yeah. So yeah, everyone listening out there, be happy for your health. We're all healthy, right? We're all I mean, I have a couple of moles with irregular borders. That that might be a problem later, but for now, I feel healthy. What about you guys? Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I just saw that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Hey, I have a couple of moles with irregular borders. That would be a funny t-shirt. I don't know why. There are, there's like six on me that I'm like, oh, which one of you little bastards is going to kill me? I don't want to go to the doctor though. I don't want to go to the doctor. Let's just roll the dice. You ever draw on them? You ever draw the thing? That's what you're supposed to, uh, maybe that's a tick bite. But you draw on it to see if it's going to change with a no. But I've pen. honestly taken a few pictures of each, like to compare what they look like a month later. There's a thing. There's a few places online where you can actually submit those photos, and they'll like. Really? I don't know. I don't know if it's just a way to get more patients, but there's some apps and stuff. Okay. Mole Snap. I don't know. It's okay. not going to be a good name for it. I don't know. <laughs> Mole Snapchat. Do I am I am of the <laughs> of the belief that if something <laughs> happens with you physically, if you just ignore it long enough, it'll go away. Yeah, that's, which is that's not good. I think that's the opposite of what the American Cancer Society is saying. I but know. there's, you know, when you're talking about other things, maybe not moles. Maybe that's maybe you're right. About yeah, that. like I don't know how I don't know the amount of times I've had like, oh man, there's like a a catch in my hip when I walk, and you know it went away after a few days. Now I'm good. Or there's like I have a weird pain in my stomach. Well, it went away after a few days. I'm good. Yeah, I went to the doctor for kind of a pain in my groin area one time. Yeah that I was super concerned about. And he started asking me different questions. And he said, what about any like construction or heavy, like, you know, and I just, I forgot what it was, maybe like building a fence or whatever. It's like, oh yeah. And then, yeah, it was, it wasn't a full blown one, but it was like the, it was just a muscle pull basically. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it until he brought it up. And I was so relieved. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I even remember whenever I did something and it, I felt it, but then I'd forgot about it, you know? Yeah. So I was like, thank goodness. Yeah. Remember I had the, I told you guys about it, the, uh, oh God, how do I put this delicately? Because we're so delicate on this podcast. A lump that shouldn't belong on okay, something that belongs only to a man exclusively. You know, this is not a bad thing to talk about, really. No. At our age and people, our demographic, the people in our age, and I know we got some quite younger people so you can hear about it super early yeah if you if you feel something extra down there do like i did go get it uh, ultrasound you know it was incredibly awkward i had my pants off laying on my back with a woman i'd never seen before rubbing jelly and ultrasound on them are you sure it was a doctor's office (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't that place in the mall it did have it did have a waiting room right (laughs) it was legit i promise i think that was a Diatrist. Yeah. No, so we made small talk and I, I gave her a hundred dollar bill and we were done. <laughs> no, but uh yeah, so I got that insurance card. Turned out to not be cancerous and all that good stuff. Good. And then uh my my granddad uh had intestinal cancer and he had to have like 14 inches of his lower intestine removed. And so my wife is now telling me, now that I'm approaching like my mid-40s, you need to go start having colonoscopies and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You need to do it sooner because your yep. granddad, and I'm just like, God dang it. How about no? How about I just see how long I last? I don't know if I want to go do all that. <laughs> they have a home kit now. They send you a thing. You take the sample and send it off. You poop in a box. We all have bidets, so that's got to help. Yeah, I would think so. 
No, dude, they drive a Roto-Rooter up there, man. They put you out and they just, it's like a garden hose up your keister. Well, you know, the my water pressure here. Yeah. <laughs> Five's a it was good close. number. Yeah. <laughs> it was close. I, I, uh, yeah, if you go to Sam's bathroom, that counts as your checkup. Yeah, definitely. Just sprays whatever's in there loose. <laughs> Laser so, incision. That's just part of getting older, I guess. You got to have to, you know, you start getting stuff stuck up certain orifices that you really never wanted messed with. Yeah. You know, I guess it's better to do that and live a little bit longer. It is. Yeah, it is. Still not going to do it. Well, (laughs) you will eventually. I know you will. All right. Well, yeah. So let's wrap it up. 10 freaky diseases. And the fun part about this is I found like a bunch more that I left out of this because God knows we're pushing, you know, two hours anyway. Yeah. But uh, so we have a bunch more. So if y'all enjoyed this and you might want a part two, just let us know. Yeah, we can do more diseases. Yeah. More diseases. Part two. (laughs) It's a sequel. Yeah. (laughs) We'll have to come up with some (laughs) cheesy name for it. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, yeah. yeah, Thanks for honestly. Thank you all uh, for listening to us again. Yeah. There's several people. We've had this weird uptick in uh, like positive reviews and and really cool things that people have said about us here lately that, that enjoy listening to us. Sure. I can't imagine why you do, but man, I'm really glad you do. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, we appreciate it. So anyway, we'll see you again on the next one. Good night. Let me tell you about some fellas I know Named Ivan, Sam, and Joe They got themselves a little podcast, you know They talk about everything under the sun That they find interesting, spooky, or fun And they sure ain't trying to impress no one Remedy to too much time on your answers Take a little listen to the dawn of Manti They talk about killers, monsters, and cults French mates from hell, disappeared folks Occasionally throw in a few dad jokes They try to make every story extra nice by adding their own ginger spice Not one time or two But thrice right, 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 right. The remedy to too much time On your hands is Take a little listen to the dawn of Manti Now I'm sure these fellas will be around For quite a spell Cause there sure ain't no shortage of stories to tell this old world's as weird as hell. But hell, even if nobody listened, you know they'd maintain a fine disposition. Cause shooting the breeze is kind of their mission. The remedy to too much time on your end.